0: You're listening to The Morning Joe Ranch Show, a podcast by The Average Joe for The Average Joe. This is my worldly Clip Notes advice on all the things I had to learn the hard way. So I kind of wanted to touch base on this uh, Joe Rogan Spotify thing. I think I think this is a huge game changer for the music industry, actually. Um, and I could be totally wrong on it, but so for those who don't know, Joe Rogan like runs one of the biggest podcasts. Um, he's huge on YouTube. Uh, he's on all the platforms, iTunes. I don't even know if he's on Spotify. Actually, I could have sworn that he's not even even on Spotify. I don't. I'm, I'm probably wrong on that. But um, I usually, if I wa- if I I usually just watch his show, um, and I don't always catch it. It depends on the guest. But I mean, he brings in. I think they said he's at like three billion plays right now, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's that's insane. I think it comes down to like six million dollars a year, maybe, if I'm not mistaken, in revenue. Anyway, so he owns one. Of, he he runs one of the biggest podcasts, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. And and there's hitter, I mean, if if you've never listened to it, I suggest. Taking a dive into it some of the stuff that is on there is really good like he interviews people and he's actually a really good interviewer um, which makes it even better sometimes they're way too long sometimes there's like three to four hours three to four hour interviews and it's like you know so you can only like stomach like for me at least sometimes it's only like 25 to 30 minutes at a time and depending on the guest like Sam Harris is pretty good on there but even sometimes with Sam Harris like He's so monotone that you're like, I can't listen, and he's way too smart, so it makes it really hard to listen to. Anyway, um, his podcast is really cool, though. I, I would suggest listening to it. It can, it can open up your your uh, mind a little bit more to stuff. But so what happened was, he's been he's been doing this podcast for fuck, maybe like I want to say like ten to ten to like. 12, 15 years now? It's been a w it's been a long time. And so Spotify, he he always Rogan always said that he wouldn't go exclusive. Um and, and for the right kind of he said I think I believe it was like for the right for the right kind of money. So Spotify came in, um, and they basically purchased him exclusively, which exclusive means they they are the only people that are gonna be having him on. Like he is exclusive to Spotify. If you want to listen to him, it's strictly on their platform. So he came in and he signed a contract for $100 million to be exclusive on Spotify. And I think it's for like, don't quote me on this, but I think it's for like four years maybe. So when I did a little bit of digging, I guess Spotify is competing. They're they're opening up a video. So um, they're opening up like a video portal kind of like youtube is they're trying to compete with youtube so with rogan going exclusive to spotify it's insane because youtube youtube like loves rogan for the specific reason of how many people come to youtube to view his shit and so going off on a tangent here all right so spotify goes exclusive We all know that with the music industry, with Spotify and Pandora and streaming and stuff, like artists aren't really making that much money off of it. And it's mostly, a lot of it is because of record labels. And there's really only three major record labels. I don't know the real, I don't know those three names, but I do know there's three major ones that are pretty much own most of, most of the music industry. So there's a few questions. I'm going to try, I don't want to forget any of them, but I'm going to try to touch on them. Um. What's going to happen to terrestrial radio? What will happen with exclusive rights for artists? And what this really does mean, what, what potentially this could ha- change the music industry in general. Um, there was a really good video I, I watched the other day about a guy that said how every major, we're in a pandemic right now. Every major consequence in our world changes and the music industry always comes out like there will always be music coming through um he was talking about like during spanish flu and during world war ii like music persevered through it it didn't go anywhere with um with i believe it was i believe it was with spanish flu is when after that like records started to become more common and then world war ii brought oh shit! now i can't remember what he said but it brought it brought another it brought like another revolutionary thing to music, and like he talked about the Iran Revolution in the '70s, uh, 1979 I think it was, and he said how no bands came out um, touring that year because gas was a shortage and was too expensive, so there was no shows being played, kind of like we're going through right now, and he said that's what developed the CD, which brought it in. Um, to tip like the CD became common in the eighties, and he said so everything has like it's it's there's a reason and then like, it always changes it. There's like evolution to it. So uh, music industry is always going to succeed. So that's one thing is like to think about is like with this pandemic, like there's a lot of artists doing streaming and uh, live Facebook Live and um, a bunch of you know all all those live show type things. And so with Spotify, a lot of artists are getting shafted and Pandora, you know, they're, you you hear, I got a million spins and I only made like $600. Well, what they're saying specifically with this is this completely changed the music industry. Now the record labels have a huge competitor to worry about. So just like anything, we're all looking. Uh, not, I'm not saying we all are, but I'm. I'm trying to be like a bystander here. So as a bystander, I'm like, yeah, fuck the record labels. Spotify's coming in, and what if Spotify starts signing artists exclusively? And like, people like Ed Sheeran and Drake, they can sign on for a hundred million dollars or even a billion dollars, and they're exclusively only on Spotify. Now Spotify owns their rights, and they're signed on to there for three record, uh, three record deal. You know. So this, this whole thing is kind of crazy to think about because it's not, it's not like how small record labels used to be with like, there were more indie labels. Now you got three major conglomerates. They really run the the radio industry, terrestrial radio. This is where it gets scary for me. Like if that's the case, if this changes the music industry and we start going exclusive with like, like you uh, just hypothetically, just going back to podcasts, like Joe Rogan's a big one. Paul, Logan Paul has a big podcast. What if YouTube exclusively signs Logan Paul to the hit? You know, they they give him fifty million dollars for sticking his podcast on, and um, you know, just think. Um, what's the other one? There's a bunch of NPR podcasts. What if those get bought out and they're exclusively on iTunes? It's like we're we're starting to see like how Disney Plus and Netflix and like these subscription based services. Are like they're purchasing content. So what if for the music industry this is the same thing, the same route that it's going? Where it's like, no longer can we go to Pandora and it just sends us a bunch of different song algorithms or Spotify or any other one of these digital radios, you know. How are we going to how are we going to change how are we going to control it? Like are we gonna be back to square one again as the with the record labels? So this hasn't happened yet. I'm not saying the exclusivity is gonna happen. I'm not saying it won't happen. But it's a question, and it's like, are the artists gonna come out ahead? And I'm not and this is so, are the small artists really gonna come out ahead? Um, I think that's where we're all uh, like missing everything. It's like yeah, the Drakes and the and the Ed Sheerans and you know the U2s and um Rolling Stones and all them. Well, yeah, they they're all set, you know. They they've already made millions and millions of dollars. Not not that they don't deserve. I'm not that's a different story altogether. But it's just a thought process of like how will this change the music industry and will it actually benefit the music industry? Right now we might be like, yeah, fuck the record labels. And I'm not saying everybody's like that, but There's that potential of it being that way where it's like, okay, so now Spotify comes in and Spotify is like the new, you know, the new fucking Facebook where, you know, that's kind of a bad representation. But like, like I'm just meaning like a new monopoly, a new monopoly on the situation. And it's like we're putting all of our bets into these corporations. Spotify is still a corporation. And it's like there's a lot of money to be to be played out here. And that's the scary thing. Now, podcasts, it it may make sense. Like, it's a different type of content than music, you know. Um, Rogan's podcast is extended. You know, it's a long audio podcast. Um, And his videos, like, the video segment, for me, makes it a little easier to listen to a three-hour conversation. I mean, when you're just listening, it's like, when you're listening, you're just drowning out. If you're actually watching it, you have to physically, like, observe what they're saying what they're doing so video to me personally makes it a little easier because sometimes you forget and you lose what track of what they're saying and stuff when it's just audio so it's good that spotify is going that route i just i am so curious to see how this evolves the radio or the the um the music industry and it's going back to the question of what's going to happen ter- to terrestrial radio when i my one of my old band, and this isn't a brag fest. This is just strictly saying like when I was on the radio with one of my old bands, we were in a couple different markets. And I remember specifically, our manager paid a shit ton of money for us to be spun on radio stations across the country. And we were on the r and r charts. We were like right alongside because we kind of resembled not we didn't resemble, but we were in the same type of genre as like Fifi Dobson. We were, but we went more. Rock after we did that and we stopped radio play because our demographic completely changed. That's a whole nother story again. But when we were being played on the radio, our manager paid a shit ton of money for us to get spun. It wasn't because our music was good, it wasn't because um you know they believed in us, any of that bullshit. It wasn't any of that. He was spending a shit ton of money. ...for them to spin us. He was paying a... I think it was like a promoter guy... ...who was passing it along to radio stations... ...and the radio stations were getting a cut. I mean, it was insane the amount of money he was dropping. And I felt terrible for him... ...because it was just like, this is a shit ton of money. And yeah, sure, we had a... ...you know, a couple songs on the R&R charts... ...but they weren't like the Billboard charts. They weren't, you know, they were the... the ...whatever the R&R stands for. It was like radio and record spins or whatever... I mean, it's cool being part of a band that does that, but but that but that was, that was back in the early two thousands, like two thousand three to two thousand four and five, so that was well over fifteen years ago, and even then, terrestrial radio was kind of like meh. It was teetering there for a while. Now it's like, I mean, I still listen to local terrestrial radio, and I say terrestrial just because it's easier to say than like Spotify or like pandora radio or whatever like i'm actually listening to like the wkbb you know the the whatever it is the the call signals and all that shit like you're the ones you actually tune your dial to and i still think like i still listen to that i have a cd player in my car a lot of people don't anymore i'm i i have an old car don't make fun of me but i still have a cd player in mine so i usually either listen to cds or i put of the regular radio on. I don't really ever plug my phone in. I don't have a long enough commute to actually do that. So if I listen to Spotify or Pandora, it's like usually at my house or if I'm working or something like that. Anyway, point being is that what's going to happen to terrestrial radio? It it's, it's not making money like it used to. You know, Howard Stern left terrestrial radio a long time ago. He was the real first big player to go to Sirius, which, oh my God, I forgot what his payout, I think his payout was like $100 for Sirius and so I'm just curious to see if this changes exclusivity with music in general like if we're seeing this with podcasts will we eventually see it with artists you know Drake gets on YouTube, Drake's one of the biggest spun, he's I think the biggest searched artist on YouTube or is it Spotify, maybe it's Spotify maybe it's both, I don't know which I don't like Drake, nothing against him. I just don't like his music, but, um, he's, he's one of those that's like exclusive, exclusive exclusivity with one of those major things is going to, I guarantee you, he's going to be like a billion dollar artist with how many spins he's getting. So, but that again, my question goes back to what's it going to do to the local and the small independent artists That's really where like people are still missing the boat, and I feel bad for those people or not people. Like I'm one of them, but like, like the like, what what direction does that pull them into? That's really like my biggest concern. Is like, yes, evolving and creating new things is awesome, and like the the 2020 hindsight of it is like, but what is it doing for the the local? smaller music communities like Nashville where I'm out of and like you know Chicago where I came from and um, LA New York, you know even the smaller ones like Charleston or Atlanta. Well Atlanta's not even that small anymore Atlanta's a pretty big one but like Memphis or any any smaller like Austin's not that small either but um, Minneapolis, you know name name a small city Cleveland what does that do for those local artists? You know, and everybody wants a piece of the pie. I think, like, I'm going to go off on a little rant here, too. I think we all need to take a step back in general and realize that, like, 99.9% of us are never going to be millionaires that are trying to achieve in music are ever going to make it that far. And that's okay. I always say do it because you love to. Don't do not do it for the money. Because if you're doing it for the money, you're going to be disappointed. And there's many artists that I got to work with and got to play with and that I, I don't know them personally, but like just interacted with. They were much bigger than my band ever was. And they're nowhere around. They're gone. They're all musicians, but they're gone. And when you see like, like, like that piece of pie, it's, it's like there needs to be something done And maybe not. Maybe there doesn't need to be anything done. Maybe we all do just need to play music because we love to play music. And it's an art form, just like painting, just like everything else. I don't know. But the fact that Rogan signed a $100 million exclusive Spotify deal as a podcast is leading the way for me to believe that artists are going to be next. And that is going to be the spiral that potentially brings the record labels down a peg, which I think needed to happen. Because of how the record industry really works, so I think it's a, a good thing that aspect, but it's a scary thing for smaller artists because are the smaller artists going to get fucked over even more now? Because they were already getting fucked over by the payouts by internet radio. Um, I don't know. I, I mean that's a that's a I know that's a loaded question, but because we just don't know, and I could be totally wrong. It could not. It might not even go this route, but. I don't know. I mean, if they're signing exclusive deals with podcasts, imagine, I mean, imagine them signing exclusive deals for Taylor Swift or any of these major artists. But but the other thing Spotify always said, too, was like they wanted people to know the artists they thought were good. So that's another scary realm of it. It's not a matter of like you finding you like that's the one thing I'm, I like don't like YouTube for certain things, but I do like YouTube for its search search patterns. As in, like, you can find music similar to the music you're you're listening to, and I think that's why YouTube is still the biggest search for music, like out of everything. YouTube is still crushing it with that. So, I don't know. It's an interesting. It's an interesting development. I can't believe that they signed him for that much. I I mean I'm sure he's making bank, but holy shit, a hundred million dollars. For a podcast, um, it's insane. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy to me. But it's kind of all I wanted to rant about was uh, that and just putting it out into the internet land of podcasting. That like potentially this could lead to something bigger for musical artists. Could be bad. Could be good. Who the hell knows? All right, have a good one. This week's podcast was brought to you by ConnectGo Internet Inc. Bringing your business to the future, connectgo.com.